Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis. You're once again hearing my voice uh, because we are in Valentine's Day mode. So you just have to listen to the to the three of us. It's me. Hi, I'm Rob. Uh, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Alistair. My pronouns are he and him. And I'm Jamie and my pronouns are also he and him. And that's it. Uh, we're recording on Valentine's Day, and that's because we love you, the listener, very much, and also because all our partners are collectively fed up with us. Anyway, I wanted to start off the podcast by uh, letting you, the listener, um, and everybody out there know that um, you're safe. The UK is a safe place for you. You can go to bed at night, soundly asleep in your bed, knowing that the UK's quick reaction alert force is on 24-7 notice to protect us from Chinese communist spies and their balloons. <laughs> the balloon just, menace will be dealt with. Just desperate to seem involved. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, a, it's one of my favourite Bill Bailey bits where he's talking about uh, Britain as being the... Uh, the kid behind the bully at school trying to beat you up for your lunch money being like yeah yeah i mean we are the richard hammond of countries essentially that is true but yeah jamie i i i, I do hopefully have... our near fatal car crash is, is happening anytime soon <laughs> uh, yeah just skidding off the tracks finally careening into iceland or something um <laughs> But, Jamie, I, I, I have bad news for you, and maybe you should be a little bit worried, because unfortunately you can only find a source in the sun, so bear with me. But uh, last week, and uh, Defense Secretary Ben Wallace said that um, Chinese balloons may have been spying on the UK already, but that he would have shot, th shot them down had they been spotted. I mean, wow, shut the fuck great up. great job they're doing. Shut the fuck up, Ben Wallace. Are we, are we like supposed to just assume China hasn't invented a satellite at this point? Is this is this what this is? Is this like old timey parochial racism with their fucking like weather balloon technology? Because like the the fucking printed circuit and the rocket are beyond them. <laughs> is, I mean, it is, it is pretty fun to see this reaction to like you know supposed. Chinese, what what are they? Weather balloons or some shit? It's just balloons. balloons. Maybe they Whatever. stuck a GoPro on. Like it's fine. Yeah, but like you look at you look at like the places that how how many of these th fucking things are meant to have found like four or something? And then like let's take a map of those four balloons and overlay that on a map which has every U.S. base, arm yeah. base across the globe. I wonder how much of a ratio there will be. And also, like, never mind that the UK is still part of the Five Eyes Alliance and, like, gets access to US uh, uh, satellite data, which just, like, what? who gives a shit about a balloon in that case? I mean, like... Oh, no, that's that's it, man. If the balloons are, like, perfectly sized and at exactly the right altitude, they block the satellite. Oh, That's, that's what it is. They're just going to, like, train these balloons to fly under the satellite with, like, a fucking rude <laughs> message on the top of them. So whenever the CIA try to work out what's going on, like in fucking Kandahar province or some shit, they instead just like get a, a, like a, a crude pencil drawing of someone flipping them the bird. <laughs> I am absolutely retraining to become a balloon tamer. That would just be an amazing career. <laughs> this is just the stupidest fucking shit ever, and it's gonna end. It's gonna end with um with like the government giving fucking some guy Matt Hancock like met in a pub toilet. 11 billion pounds to convert Milton Keynes so that when like an alarm sounds it like hides under the pavement like fucking Stingray 
<laughs> That'd be amazing. Like somebody somebody gets like a giant defense contract, essentially make like a really big duvet that Milton Keynes can pull over itself to pretend it isn't there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you know, I feel I feel like I had a fever dream about this because I just I swear to God I don't know if it's real or like I say if I dreamt it, but I swear to God some some like U.S. official said we cannot allow a balloon gap, and like, <laughs> it's just sent me reeling for like the last three or four days. <laughs> yeah, next kids party I I attend I'm essentially like a mem I'm a, I essentially have nuclear missiles at my command. Actually, every remember... fucking kids party is going to be like that bit in the mask where he turns a balloon into a Tommy gun. <laughs> do you remember that in saying to hear in sat like earthquake bed? Oh yeah, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, underground yeah. To- the auto- the tomb machine. Yeah, it, like you know what I mean. It's, it detects a vibration, then instantly entombs you, so that you can <laughs> like so that you can fucking starve to death while emergency <laughs> services try to figure out how to pry the lid off. But uh, just that. Should we make for, like, one for Kent. the UK? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although, just fantastic. A yeah. lid that, put a lid on the fucking country. Well, I mean that 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 might be better than what we currently have because, fantastically, I, I briefly mentioned at the top that the UK has the Quick Reaction Alert Force, which, so far as I can work out, is uh, one typhoon on the tarmac uh, in Lincolnshire <laughs> and one in Lossiemouth in in Scotland. So. That ah, but that. also somewhere on an island, there's a, like a fucking swimming pool that slides out of the way to reveal a rock up. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to say the, the fucking um, acronym game here is dog shit. The UK's craf? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, surely you could have thought of something better, some kind of better backronym than craf. Yeah, I mean, the, but it might not be as easy as you think. Because like crump. <laughs> 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 back, baby. A sumptuous crump reaction force. Is <laughs> uh, uh, but like it might not be as easy as it seems because apparently the reason you use balloons rather than planes or something is they go too slow and they're too small for like military radars to pick them up. So if you do pick them up, but like or you have like, like okay, a vague idea, this is okay. Uh, but again, satellites exist. But this is no, no. It gets better because this is uh, from this from the Times. Uh, depending on where the threat was coming from, the RAF might once have dispatched an E3 Sentry aircraft to identify the threat from hundreds of miles away. However, the surveillance planes have been retired and sold to the Chilean Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> so we can all congratulate Chile on being safe from the Chinese war- <laughs> balloon menace. I just, I just know, I just know that uh, if if we did have to scramble the the single plane that makes up the craft, that it would just <laughs> somehow be even more embarrassing than that one fucking American jet that uh, managed to miss one of the four hundred thousand dollar Sidewinder missiles that it fired at one of these balloons. How do you miss? How do you miss firing at a balloon? Surely, like that's like a, I've done that. I think at like a carnival the or something. Fucking... The fucking missiles designed to like bring down stealth fighters or some shit. It's, just, it's clearly like fucking overkill for a balloon. <laughs> but wait wait the... until the Americans find out about paper aeroplanes. Like they're gonna lose their fucking minds. Uh, but apparently, the the balloon, the Chinese are not just in the skies in dastardly balloons. Uh, they are essentially like everywhere. 
this is from a, a, a BBC article quoting the chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, some MP or other. The Chinese Communist Party is in our skies, on our streets and in our pockets. It's time that everybody woke up to the threat that they don't play by the rules. So you don't have to worry about like Russians. They don't play the by anymore. the rules. OK, but yeah, we famously, we don't have any intelligence services. No, and also we love playing by the rules. That's why we went into Iraq. Mm -hmm. It's called an international rules-based order because we love to play by them. Yeah. <laughs> Who sets the rules again? Oh wait, no. Let's let's not um, let's not worry about that thing too much. This is so, just like fuck. Remember when? Remember when there was that takeaway in Glasgow that was apparently like the fucking like world nexus for all Chinese Communist Party activities or some bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And like racists yeah, yeah. Well, if you turned up, started numbers, harassing them. Well, if you <laughs> David, David walked into a fucking kebab shop or something. <laughs> yeah, well, or apparently ordering number 65 is like secret code for release the balloons or something. Oh, fuck knows. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but I just want all our listeners to know that they can sleep soundly in their beds, uh, at least from Chinese uh, water balloons and also from something else that has just come across. Uh, <laughs> water uh, balloons. That's why it rains so much in Britain. It's the <laughs> nefarious <laughs> Chinese water balloons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the new form of Chinese water torture, but just way more advanced and like you know. Yeah, they've they've loaded enormous water balloons into their rail guns and they're just firing down <laughs> upon us. Oh, I but for the like world. rare days of good news uh, um, for the UK, I have another good update for you. Uh, Easter's been saved because the man who stole two hundred thousand Cadbury cream eggs has been convicted. Free him. <laughs> free him at once the article in the in all the BBC do you know what's website. do you know what's completely insane about this uh, many is, things well i mean yeah but the, the worst thing for me is i was about to go are you sure you mean convicted and not arrested but then i had deja vu like as if we've had as if there's a possibility on earth that we've had this conversation before my brain can just <laughs> fuck off with that like quite frankly i'm not falling for it <laughs> I mean, it could have had this before. It's very well possible. We have been doing this for like more than two years and the UK is that kind of country. Um, uh, so, Joby Poole was surrounded by a mountain of foil-wrapped chocolate when the police caught up with him this weekend. <laughs> what a king. I would, I would laugh if it was just the foil and not the chocolate. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, apparently, he used a stolen lorry with false plates to, like, essentially snatch a trailer containing the eggs from an industrial unit where the things were, were made. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hearing a crime here. Sounds yeah, like he's no. victimless to me. Yeah, but the, the yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I like a cream. I like a cream egg as much as the next person, but I couldn't give a fuck if this guy jacked Cadbury's for two hundred thousand like eggs or whatever. Fuck him. But I mean, apparently, like the the the, the street value of two hundred thousand Cadbury eggs. Street is... value. <laughs> <laughs> they got the fucking. Have they got the fucking drug squad in? Because there's like tin foil involved, so they're gonna like. I mean, like the, the put street value. Street price on them. This is this is one of the the few rare cases where the street value thing can actually be fucking checked against the consumer price index, though. So, when the police <laughs> say that the street value of the recovered eggs was eighteen million dollars, we can at least check that. <laughs> Now, apparently 200,000 Cadbury eggs is worth £31,000. Uh, time, time to find out how much a Cadbury's cream yeah. egg is worth. Let me get my right. calculator. <laughs> All right. Everybody get your, your pod calculator out. 
going on to tesco.com Cadbury cream egg uh, 31,000 this is like all the president's men but in infinitely stupider <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, so 40p uh, each 40p 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 but each apparently okay so if you divide 31,000 okay, by so 200,000 it's 15p like I don't know street value I guess it's unlike, well, it's unlike, unlike the cops to undervalue the street value. Yeah, two two hundred thousand times forty is eight million. So, yeah, per p, right? Like yes. eight million, yeah, eight million p. But like, so eight hundred thousand quid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's still if more it's, than what? What did they say? Thirty-one grand. Yeah, thirty-one grand, which works out to fifty p an egg. So maybe that's like the maybe 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 the Tesco cut on a Cadbury cream egg is twenty-five p. That's fucking ridiculous quite frankly unbelievable what they've done to the street values of this of these fucking eggs yeah what's the street value of a freddo (laughs) uh it's been years since you've been able to get one like (laughs) yeah you just have to wait for a guy walking around with a fucking uh like raincoat to open it up so you can buy them nefariously (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, he should be uh, he should be freed um, because he's a fucking he's a he's a fucking king. And uh, you know, maybe maybe he was like a sort of Cadbury cream egg Robin Hood. He was about to drive off and and give the cream eggs to the people who need them the most. I'm assuming that's what he was going to do. So that's why he must be freed. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, he, so, so, he didn't kill anyone. He just stole a trailer. So. And he has we should exposed. be encouraging. We should be encouraging that kind of crime, as opposed to like you know just machine gunning like people in a cartel egg deal, or whatever. <laughs> Fucking street value, man. Police need the police need to get like better jobs, hobbies, anything that isn't just like fucking. Do you know what I mean? Did they pause with the eggs? I don't know. <laughs> I can imagine that they did. Yes. Oh man, no! Look, fuck the picture of the fucking table with all the cream eggs, like a gun, an AK forty-seven, yeah. machete, <laughs> some scales, like a couple fifty pounds. A, pound a notes. gun, but it's like a fucking pricing gun from the supermarket. <laughs> <coughs> but like a fucking antique one that puts the little stickers on rather than the barcode scanner thing. <laughs> anyway, you remember uh, from earlier the last suburb when we talked about uh, the water companies and all the beaches were essentially full of shit and piss and it was bad yeah and then like the the water companies said they were going to do uh, a lot better like they were promising to clean up their acts act and 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 become model citizens etc um this from an actual Did that turn like, out to be a lie well <laughs> it's not actually a lie so much imagine that, like, such a thing you really, you really think a war company would just go on the internet and tell lies? I, I don't think so. I think that's that's you know smirching the fine reputation of UK's water companies. I think you should apologise, you know, on air right now before you know. I don't. I think you should <laughs> you should libel the moist pricks even more. <laughs> Sounds like I've split the room somewhat. Uh, I hear uh, the head of Thames Water is a lovely individual. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've heard the same. That's probably true, actually. <laughs> it's really nice when David's not on. Uh, Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, so like currently because of all the, 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 the shit shenanigans, the government is like trying to work out what it's going to do about it. And the answer is obviously not nationalization. Nothing. So uh, yeah, no, fuck off. The, the water companies are now telling the government, look, you can't make us pay money to fix, fix the problem uh, because then we would have to um, tack that Reduce money onto consumers. No, no, no. They would have to tax that money straight onto oh, your okay. bills. And because oh, there's okay. inflation going on and people having problems with the cost of living, uh, we can't fix the water because of your cost of living problem. I'm just going to Google what Thames Water Profits 2022 were. Uh, £400 million profit in the last six months. I mean, I, I, should, I should be precise. This was uh, Northumbria Water, uh, which was the one with, you, with the second largest number of uses of uh, storm overflows. If you remember, that's the thing where they say, oh, we've had a big mm -hmm. rain, so we just opened the sluices to let all the shit run into everything. Um, right, well, Northum I've got Northum news for Northum Northumbrian Water, and I'm going to find that little cunt Dwayne pipe that they put on the side of their vans, and I'm going to batter the prick. <laughs> so basically, because like you, the listener, may have budget problems or in a, in a cost of living crisis, they can't fix the pipes or the infrastructure because they're doing this for you. They're, it, All right, well, they'll not mind. They'll not mind if I tell everyone they should have the good grace to accept this. <laughs> No, I don't think they 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 should be able to mind because that just sounds like a humane action. Um, yeah. Anyway, for, for reasons unrelated, uh, last year uh, in March, Northumbrian Water paid fifty five million pounds in dividends, and I think totting up some numbers earlier of among others from thisismoney.co.uk, they've probably paid out over two billion in dividends to its Hong Kong based owners. So it's fine, but like you just have to you just have to pay up. Uh, that's that's uh, uh, important. I mean, this is this is example what eleventy billion of the reasons why privatization was never ever going to deliver on any of the shit that it was intended. Well, I say intended, told <laughs> to the public that it was going to deliver. Uh, yeah. in the fucking like eighties and nineties and all that shit. Because like it's there is no money in maintaining any infrastructure ever. Like the yeah. pipes are down, no. those are now there forever, and we will never fix anything because that would either harm profits or we'd have to we would have to increase the prices that our customers pay, even though they fucking do that anyway. Regard like regardless of whether it's a war company, energy company, whatever, they're just gonna put mon prices up anyway because it's more money for them and fuck you. Yeah. I mean, but don't worry though. I'm sure, like the government can give like twelve billion pounds to some guy that Matt Hancock bought a shed off once, and he can just like fix it so that all the beaches have like a giant windscreen wiper on them that just like goes off <laughs> once a day and pushes all the shit into the sea. <laughs> I think uh, that is going to be some, some kind of fucking startup. Uh, the, the Wessex robot dogs a... that do reverse shits on the beach. There you go. Yeah. Algae. The solution in these things is always algae, isn't it? I don't know. Some kind of Chinese weather balloon that, like, fucking drops a special chemical on the beach that dissolves, like, fag. Uh, is it is that material uh, a nuclear warhead by any chance? We we can hope. <laughs> hope not spring eternal. <laughs> Once again, this podcast is begging for President G to come save us. Um, yeah, President and... G, destroy, destroy the hated Skegness. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Wessex Water, though, had a, had a different problem with this whole plan of not having so much shit on the beach. Uh, this is, for, again, from that piece in the Times. Wessex Water complained that the plan's name, the Stormflows Overflow Discharge Reduction Plan, was not positive enough and asked for it to be named <laughs> as the Stormflow Over- Storm Overflow Improvement Plan. I'm sorry, guys, but can we just address the fact that the vibes are fucked with this policy? <laughs> Well, pretty much. The current pl- uh, it said the current plan title is very negative. There's enough negativity surrounding this topic and river quality in ge- river water quality in general. Was was the fucking Wessex water guy wearing a fucking hot dog outfit when he was delivering this? <laughs> I can only imagine that that's what's what was what the fuck was going on because it is. Um, but that worry it's, though, an, it's yeah. a fucking Oscar Mayer like van that he's gotten out with but instead of a hot dog it's just a shit in between the bun <laughs> <laughs> just wearing like a hose on the top of his head that just constantly spews sewer on top of whoever he's meeting oh I just I fucking hate everyone with even like the tiniest hint of power or importance in this country and probably every other country as well and i'll I'll feel much happier and i suspect everyone else will as well when the streets run red with a lovely jam (laughs) but don't worry though like uh seven trent water on the other hand is very optimistic they think that ending some spills could be possible by 2040 so they they think they they should (laughs) <laughs> they think by 2040 they'll have invented the technology to stop leaks and spills. Incredible. And by twen- and by- some, <laughs> some spills. Let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. Because 2050 is the the earliest they think they can fix all the spills. So you know, it's it's we have to give these things time. You know, like we we the, the free market just hasn't been tried enough. I think in in water. So we don't know what happens if we if we do it properly. On the other hand, Labour has very ambitious goals. Uh, Angela Rayner was interviewed a few days ago on Good Morning Britain uh, and said, we need to do something. And when asked about wow. renationalization, said, it's about enforcement of wow. laws that uh, don't work. Huh. People crowding round the corner to hear this rousing, <laughs> this rallying cry of it's about enforcement from the, la- <laughs> from the Labour deputy leader. Powerful placards up saying we need to do something. Many people at the centrist rally, etc., etc. And if you were wondering what about the enforcement, well, apparently the head of the environment agency is currently arguing against raising the like the cap on fines on water companies to two hundred fifty million. He doesn't think they need to be able to to charge uh, water companies that much. Apparently, the current cap, which is fucking incredible, I didn't know that, is £250,000 per incident or something like that. So it's, you know, like, these people could have two serious incidents a week and then still make money at the end of the year. Are you telling me, is this £250,000 per incident? I think it's per incident, yeah. Fuck me. That's like, that's pennies. That's That's absolute pennies, yeah. Fucking... In oh my, like uh, my expectations are not high, they are not. <laughs> no. Like two hundred and fifty grand for companies, you know, fucking Thames Water. Like I said, over six months last year, four hundred million pounds in profit. Yeah, like just beyond beyond any sort of level of like capitalism is a is a flawed system that just needs uh, the proper like regulation and enforcement to. Uh, truly brain in like these rogue 
like rogue businesses that run the wa- run the run all the water infrastructure. No, this is not even even in the same realm as resolving any of the fucking problems that these private institutions have imp- like through pure negligence and criminality instituted themselves. We're just going to do nothing because we are charging pennies per fucking horrendous instance of pumping it's literal like, dog shit you, into you, the you oceans just, and beaches. And also, like, you could just you could just put a price on this stuff now, right? Like, the price of destroying a pristine piece of, piece of beach, you know, the, the people enjoying it, the biodiversity there, the, the views, all that stuff, is, I don't know, that, what, that's like a, a million, maybe a couple million to just, like, destroy a part of the coastline for years? That's fucking cheap, man. Like, we should just, you know, you why don't you just get, like, people to... to, to, to you know, to put up money so they can just go seal clubbing or something. You might as fucking why, well. Why don't we just scramble the fucking plane that's meant to be looking out for these fucking weather balloons to shoot <laughs> these fucking pipes so they can't spew out poison into the oceans anymore? I mean, like, it gets... With, fr- with friends like fucking Thames Water and Northumbria Water, who needs fucking China, right? Well, it gets even weirder, Alistair, because uh, perennial shitheel and a previous contestant on our uh, uh, year and year awards, Therese Coffrey, who's now in charge of DEFRA, she thinks that the raising the cap on fines from like 250k to 250 million would be too high. And the reason why she doesn't want to do that is because she's very worried that the threat of effective fines would scare investors away from lending money to the water companies to do the necessary investments. Shut but they're the not going to do that anyway. They're not going to do those <laughs> fucking upgrades, no matter how how many fucking dinners you sit down with them, where they say, "Oh yes, absolutely, is our top priority fixing X Y Z problem in this fucking country," which you know, just stacking one upon another, just within the fucking water sector. I just like, like think <laughs> about the fucking insanity of just like the capitalist capitalist mechanism that says, "Right, we can't fix the thing." But, why? Well, we have no money. Where's the money? Oh, we gave it all to like dividends to weird offshore shell companies. All right, so we need to borrow more money to get it. Right. I'm not going to loan you the money. Well, why not? Because I'm scared you'll get a fine and that's my money gone. And that's why it's, Britain it's, can't have a water system. This is how the f- it is so good though, because like, like it's what? considered like sensible and normal to just give away billions of pounds in dividends, but to actually be penalized for breaking the fucking law, like in truly like outrageous ways, like destroying spectacular miles and miles out in of the coastline. open, yeah, where like where where everybody can see it. Like, you know, it's not like a well-hidden crime or something, or like a victim's crime. Yeah, it's like crime. Ch- children literally wade, like, I say, I was going to say wading in an exaggerated way, but like literally wading through literally shit on wading. beaches. Yeah. yeah, literally wading through shit on beaches is like, no, that's that's fine. We can't penalise you for that. That's uh, that. If we were to fine you, that would be money going to the bad place, the government, rather than the good place, which is uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, apparently, or like a number of shell companies uh, in, in based out of the British Virgin Islands or, or wherever the hell. Um, but I think you know, let's let's not give uh, Angela Rayner too hard a time. She's been really busy um, the last few days covering, uncovering. One could even say the most important and yet incomprehensibly boring ass scandal of all time. Oh, is this um, like fucking someone in government spent 50p on paperclips when she could find them for 47? 
Before yes. we dive into this, can we just also recall that I'm not sure if it was the same interview, but uh, within the last day or two, Angela Rain has gone on record as saying that we should be putting tags on uh, refugees. Yes, which is she did. Fucking awesome! Something that would have been considered beyond the pale, far right, like extremism, twenty twenty five years ago, is being is being yeah. agreed with by the deputy Labour leader in twenty twenty three. Great the, the... work, everybody. Thanks, yeah, well, Luke Kirst. Well done. And Momentum, might I fucking add, who who pushed her for Labour vice uh, vice leader or whatever the fuck she is, vice something or other. And, uh, the, and the fucking there hilarious thing is that they're still trying to fucking boot her out and knife her in the back at the same time. <laughs> the but fucking I mean, psychos like, on the Labour right really, really do like have a hammer, and everyone to the left of Gordon Brown looks like a fucking nail. I mean, I think this is partly like the sort of stupid 3D chess these people play is like that's why she was pushed out in front to like front this thing to 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 like the morning programs and the papers so they could all go hang a minute, hang on a moment, didn't didn't you buy an AirPod once? To buy it, you know, not even eat it like a good person. <laughs> oh, who was that? Fuck- oh, which fucking journalist was it that ate the fucking was, AirPod? Uh, was it Allsop? It was Allsop. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, it was Allsop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, be- in between, in between times of telling her about her, her poor upbringing as a fucking titled son of a titled lord, um, but yeah, I mean, I assume by the way that that all both of you, much like me, got very hyped when Labour press office put out that like that countdown clock with the dead tree on it, and I was like, "There's uh, a serious scandal." I've coming. never given less of a fuck about anything in my entire life. I think. Like they've just really, fucking... it, it really looked like they wanted to like put out like a, a just like a smoking gun picture with like a timer underneath it. Like we've really yeah. got them this time, boys. Apparently, like you know, I have some small examples here. It's just like apparently we spent twenty four thousand pound twenty four thousand uh, pound on on wine at UK embassies, and it's like wow. Yeah, it's it's an embassy. They do receptions and stuff like. Who gives a even, fuck? Even though? Like, com- who honestly <laughs> gives a fuck about wine embassies or like fucking USB cables or what? They weren't buying the, the the best value for money USB cables they could get. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great. They gave they gave Matt Hancock's like friend from school like two thousand trillion pounds to just spunk up a wall somewhere and try and yeah, write his name. Is- with it, you know but what this I mean? is it was my like... theory about this, right? Is why they're going after this incredibly small potato shit and not like the. Is it because when they get into government, they want to be able to give like people they met yes. in the pub like millions and millions of pounds to do fuck all? Yes, because yeah. I think like maybe not as directly, but like you know, you it's see... been it's been twenty odd years. Maybe the technology has finally advanced enough that we can finally get that internet time zone Tony wanted. <laughs> how will we know unless we give someone that like fucking you know went to the right school with the right person infinite million pounds to fucking try well i mean it's it's like i mean apart from like the the blatant corruption which i'm sure some of them look forward to indulging in it's just like well if we say that like these big deals are the problem and that there's massive waste in you know buying a, a ppp kit during corona and stuff then it's like maybe people start asking some money like some questions about government procurement and you know why it's such a good idea to work with the private sector as they are also fucking keen on and my other thing is I, and i think this is the other thing is obviously the labor party thinks you're a bunch of fucking rubes 
and you're too stupid to understand the corruption inherent in Matt Landlord's, I don't know, dog shaver getting Matt 750. Landlord. <laughs> 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 I think that was the guy's actual name as well. Matt Hancock gave his friend and Matt Landlord a bunch of money. My son is yeah, also like... called Matt Landlord. <laughs> Oh, I can't be asked to retake that. Let's use that in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the other thing is, is obviously they think that you're, like, too stupid to grasp the concept behind, like, a couple of shell companies and, you know, shit being delivered that doesn't work. Whereas, like, they think that you, you know, being a, a Daily Mail reader and also stupid, but, you know, I say the same things twice, is that you will grasp and get angry over, like, buying paper clips or, like, the, the the most baffling thing that I thought was like, uh, Rishi Sunak, the prime minister still, spent money staying in a nice hotel. And it's like, yeah, like, do, you know, I do, even in, you know, even in the did realm he, did of. He, but did he, though, get like in, in, in peak value for money, come away with an anecdote you could tell everyone about how the rooms had been booked wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are priceless, Jamie. You can't can't yeah. put a price on, on, on a good anecdote. About, I mean, if they but, want to have a go at Rishi Sunak, they should have a go at him for, like, fucking, do you know what I mean? Putting on a fighter helmet and, like, twatting around the place as if, he, as if him and that fucking gonk from Ukraine were going to fucking... Oh, Zelensky, yeah. Yeah, as if they were going to get in a fucking couple of fighters and do Independence Day. Oh, is everyone <laughs> looking forward to the uh, the minute silence that all, we're all going to be doing at some point for the invasion of Ukraine? What? Yeah. Are we, are, what have you made this that is, up this, or is that yeah. a thing now no this this is not a joke uh this is what? like the out the ultimate outcome i think well as far as i know last i read um the ultimate outcome of zelensky saying can i please have some fighter jets is rishi sunak's come back and gone mm, no but i could yeah. do one better i could you get a minute's silence on the 24th of february it's a it's oh, a reverse clap sake. it's reverse <laughs> clapping that's incredible that's really... We'll get we'll get we'll get a fucking uh, tornado. I don't know what the fucking planes are called, an F twenty two or whatever to do donuts on above uh, above Poland <laughs> for you. After which it probably falls out of the sky. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> falls in behind Russian borders and start inadvertently starts World War Three. Oh, but I mean, that would be that would be fucking perfect to be honest. Just a completely vacuous display of like yeah, I don't even British know. I was going to say solidarity. But it's not even solidarity. It's just like. You know, dick waving, just, at, yeah, dick speaking, waving, resulting speaking, in like the annihilation of all human life. Speaking, oh, by the way, that fucking uh, did you see that? Because, like, it was, um, I want to say it was last week's PMQ, but it was somewhere that like Sunak and Starmer just spent the whole time jacking each other off, saying how much they agreed that like, uh, uh, we should be sending Vladimir Putin to The Hague for crimes. And I'm like, yeah. How? I mean, I heard about it. I didn't fucking watch it because. I mean, I try to stay uh, the fuck away from Ukraine. The fuck am I supposed to be on a politics podcast or something? I'm not watching fucking PMQs. You can't make me. (laughs) Even I have stopped doing that. I can't do that for the podcast anymore. It's too just too terrible. Um, but yeah, like I just I try to stay away from like Ukraine chat because it's just fundamentally, you know just difficult and mainly very boring and just repetitive and you know there are no good guys in there etc etc but it's like if you want this conflict to end at some point right and it's not going to end with the overthrow of the russian government because they have like 
a lot of nuclear missiles, like a lot of them. Like, what the fuck? How is this going to help anybody if, like, you know, one of the four countries that's, like, arming the Ukraine to the teeth saying, yeah, we're not going to stop until, like, Vladimir Putin and, and, like, half his staff are in jail. Like, this fucking dick-waving with this Zelensky guy is just, it's just wild. Invasions of Russia have always gone famously very well. (laughs) So... I can only assume, I can only assume that they're going to have Vlad himself clapped in irons by no later than, like, November 28th. <laughs> that might be a little bit earlier. I think, like, if we time it properly, we should be able to get started in the fall or something. And then by, like, March of 2024, we should be able to clear that thing right up. Because, uh, you know, just you, you, we just you need, need to, to get through the, the famously very mild Russian winter. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, so before we move into the main topic, uh, and speaking of winter, I wanted to briefly talk about a uh, per- perennial favorite, and now, Jamie, it's one of your favorite things. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about energy again, uh, about gas prices and stuff, because, oh, um, yeah, but, d- you know, uh, the Treasury... What is it this time? Uh, the the energy cap is going up from 2,500 to 3,000 pounds because the Treasury doesn't feel like uh, paying for households anymore. Right. Well, the, the entire treasury can meet me in Tesco car park and I'll fucking patiently explain why I disagree with them. And then we'll see how they feel about the energy cap. Yeah, HM Treasury, please DM Jamie to... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you have to, <laughs> to DM his alt, though. <laughs> to schedule his appointment. Yeah, you will have to DM my alt. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Good we're luck. not telling you what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, like the government, uh, uh, the Treasury and Jeremy Hunt in uh, particular are just, they're basically just, uh, they're guessing, they're gambling that like the massive spike in gas prices is over, that it's going to come down and then it's going to stay there for next year. Because if it doesn't, then, you know, it's going to be a massive fucking problem. It's still going to be a massive fucking problem because as of end April, uh, you're probably looking at like a 40-ish percent increase in your energy bills because the like the energy price cap and the tax credit come to an end at the same time. Uh, and so they don't want to give it to everybody anymore because universal things are bad. But, you know, apparently some targeted help will be in the way for the poorest, on the way for the poorest in society. Well, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Although only amazing help we need with energy bills is a fucking non-violent protest outside British Gas's office. <laughs> so, like, first, you first must... they came for the water company industrialists, and I said nothing. Then yeah. they came for the, for the energy sector industrialists, and I said nothing. I didn't say then nothing. Came... No, I said this, this is fucking incredible. Thank you. <laughs> Then they came for the House of Lords, and I was off having a nap. Um, <laughs> anyway, so like you might think that this kind of thing, like about next winter, uh, what with uh, energy prices being so unstable, and you know the era of the international they're not fucking liberal unstable, they're consistently going up. There's nothing. There's nothing unstable about it. Like you could set your watch by how much fucking money I'm being gouged for. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's getting it, it, it's getting even more incredible because you remember when we did the episode about energy storage that one of the big things that the U.S. How could I forget? Is, <laughs> is they sold the biggest like offshore gas storage, uh, a field mm-hmm. called Rough off the coast of Yorkshire. They sold it to Centrica and then Centrica closed it because they were like, yeah, we can't be asked with, you know, maintenance and doing basic shit. So now Centrica, of course, has realized they have the government 
completely over a barrel. Um, and they say, well, in order to reopen this facility, and like by reopen, they mean make it work at 40% capacity, uh, they will need from the government minimum revenue guarantees. And otherwise, they will simply not reopen the field. <laughs> it's fucking <sighs> incredible. Like, <laughs> you I mean, like... I mean, they're, I mean, they're not wrong. If you're a fucking private company, why wouldn't you yeah, just they're say wrong. they're right? You know, if you, if if you're an immoral cunt with a shell company in the Bahamas, like, why not do this? Like, this is this is capitalism's function. Congratulations, we got what we wanted all along. The country, you know, Jesus fucking Christ. Still, though, good time for the energy companies, though, because BP had its highest earnings in its 114-year history, uh, making £28 billion worth of profit, uh, not to be outdone by Shell, who made £40 billion last year. And that's why, if you hear about it, that's why Labour keeps whinging about, like, a windfall tax. Not because they actually want to tax these people properly, but because they want some crumbs off the table. Like, that's what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, when a, um, when a when a when an institution or a person is bringing in like record profits year on year, what you want to do is you want to give them one big one-off tax, and that will solve yeah. the problem indefinitely. Forever. Well, especially because if you want to use that tax to pay for like uh, new nurses and doctors and fixing the NHF, I assume you only have to pay nurses once. I think that's how it works, right? No, like no. You, what you use that what you use that windfall for is like paying these cunts to open their oil fucking storage thing again or whatever yeah not unlikely <laughs> got to spend money to make money yeah and if you're if you're asking yourself how will uh you know the private oil companies who've made more money than god uh repay the world now that they have so richly filled their own coffers uh this from the financial times uh bp which said three years ago that it would cut its oil and gas production by 40 percent by 2030 in response to climate change has instead reversed course and will now only cut by 25 percent because there is more demand for today's energy systems i.e we are making too much money right now and we can't be asked to save the planet seems legit uh, Shell, we do, we do love the profit motive, don't we? I mean, it's going to solve everything, Alistair. Look, they just need the energy companies. BP needs the right incentives, and then they'll get right on it. I mean, I say that with with a little caveat. Let me give. Well, this is the new uh, CEO of Shell, a uh, guy called Whale or Wow Sawan. I don't know how to pronounce that properly. Um, and quite frankly, with this guy, I don't give a shit. Um, when asked if he would accept low returns but like permanent returns on wind and solar, you know, stuff that you build once and then are just like infinity free money um, rather than like the higher returns you get now, but the ones that also kill the planet like oil and gas. Uh, this is his quote. I think on low carbon, let me be categorical. We will drive for strong returns in any business we go into. We cannot justify going in for a low return. Our shareholders deserve a see it go after strong returns. If we cannot achieve double-digit growth, we need to question very hard whether or not we should be in that business. Absolutely, we want to be going for lower and lower and lower carbon, but it has to be profitable. So if the rate of profit on oil and gas is higher than that of renewable, they'll just continue drilling the earth to bits and just like emitting everything possible. Because, uh-huh. you know, which, the shareholders. Which really, if anyone with two fucking brain cells to rub together would have told you is completely obvious. Yeah. 
Like, why why would they ever do it? Why would they do anything off their own backs? Like, why would that? Why would they do anything that would diminish their fucking carbon, uh, their profits rather? But I mean, like, even wilder, childish, like, let's, let's... childish magical thinking to think that they would do anything otherwise. Well, I mean, even wilder if you think about it. Like, so if we said to them, right, we will give you, I don't know, an infinity of a lot of money that's like higher returns than oil and gas. Will you please build us some some uh, wind farms and stuff? And they'd probably say yes, but then like, why do we have to pay these cuts then infinity money for renewable assets that like, I'm sure you have to like maintain a wind turbine and, you know, occasionally spit polish like a, 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 a solar panel. Like I'm sure that's, you know, it's not entirely free money, but like, I can't imagine it costs as much as, I don't know, keeping up on a, 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 a you know, uh, an oil platform in the North Sea. Like, how is it, how does any, how does any of this work in a civilized society or in like in any kind of sustainable society? Like, why do we pay these people? It's just, it's just fucking wild to me. Like, it really is. It sounds to me, Rob, like you don't believe in the heart of the free market. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. It seems bad, if I'm honest. Like, <laughs> it seems pretty bad. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, this, this stuff doesn't really uh, convince me. Anyway... Uh, having done all that, let's shall we move into the main topic? Unless you know, sure. <laughs> so the thing I wanted to talk about tonight is like I wanted to because I've been thinking about this a little bit. Is like about the Conservative Party in general because like they, I don't know. It's it's not new observation to say like they are pretty clapped out at the moment. Like I, I sometimes wonder when you look at everything that's going on. It's like. Are they actually still in government? But what, like, what do they want at the moment? And presumably, if the polling keeps up, and yes, polling is a bunch of nonsense, and we haven't seen an election campaign and all the caveats in place, but like, it does look like they they're gonna have like a massive fuck off. Um, uh, you know, they're gonna collapse at the next election if it were held tomorrow. So, what I've been thinking about a little bit uh, is like, where the fuck do these people go? F- you know what? What do they want now, and where the fuck are they gonna go? Presumably, when when you know the, they they hit the skids in in real time. Uh, so apparently, the big plan at the moment, and I'm sure I'm the only one that remembers this, that Sudak said there were there were five promises um, that we should hold them to account on: halving inflation, growing the economy, reducing debt, cutting waiting lists, and stopping the small boats. Very, very reasonable. Oh, go set. fuck yourself. Uh, I mean, those those are all pretty... I mean, some of those less stupid than others, but then one of those is wildly not like the others. Mm. And also, like, halving inflation, growing the economy and reducing debt is not, like, again, you know, the government... He doesn't have a lever on his desk. He doesn't have the inflation button on his desk. We, you know, we gave to be fair, we gave that away uh, to the Bank of England. Um, and growing the economy, also not a button you can press, thereby reducing debt, also not a button. And it's like cutting national NHS waiting lists. It's like, you're not going to fund the fucking I mean, thing, are you? I mean, these so, are all ideologically anathema to the Conservative Party in pretty much every, like... Yeah, way that it has existed, with the exception of the last one, which is just a nice little add-on that they've been able to dip yeah. their toes into now that they have like continued to push themselves as far right as they now are. Exactly, yeah. and and probably are willing to go further. Witness what happened with the fucking fash riots uh, we had last week. Um, but like, so 
as far as I can tell, the current government, like the Sunak Tory government's role, or as it sees itself, is to just like kind of hide out. Day, it's last day of term mode, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, it's like they're just they're, they're it's hiding. It's the last day the... of term. We're sick of it. We're all sick of being here. We're gonna leave at like half twelve. So they've just wheeled out a, D- a DVD, not even a DVD player, like a VHS player, and they've stuck Shrek on. <laughs> yeah, and they've they've stuck Jamie in front of it, next to the fire alarm button again, saying, "Please, can you make sure that people don't pull it?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so. By I think that so far as as like all the many crises that are hitting the UK is like they I think they this literally they've just pulled the duvet over the heads and just kind of hope that like some positive events will just clear up all the other events you know like I witness mean, them whenever whenever we talk about the crises that you know that have that have just you know from clear blue sky have emerged and been inflicted upon us I always, I think, I always think of uh, the the great the great tweeter uh, Flying Roden who tells us very, you know, to the point that the crisis is the Conservative Party. Like this yeah. is what they do. Like they don't. At no point have they ever been uh, really a force for what is good for Britain. It is a they have always been a force for what is good for them and their class. Because well, as we all know, like. It is well, class I mean, uh, war. It is always class war, and they are going to try and do their best to make sure that their class wins. Yeah, I mean, and 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 may I say, bravo on a very successful performance the last ten years. Um, so yeah, like basically last the, fucking forty years. Yeah, sorry, I I, I do apologize. I almost thought that uh, Tony wasn't a fucking Tory. Um, so like, if they're you know, but so either they're hiding uh, under the duvet waiting for things to pass over or they're just like trying to th- make more things illegal, you know, with like the minimum service bill or, or all the other shit they've been doing um, and, and like trying to leave the EC, uh, ECHR and all that, like trying to gut everybody's human rights so they can finally just like gun down small boats in the channel as they really, really want to do. Um and it's just like so it, and then the amazing thing because i remember that from a couple of episodes ago was that the army said yeah you keep saying you want us to do more but actually you haven't been paying us either which is just wild i all it's like it, i think the english are the only people in, in you know capable of saying actually we're also going to defund the people with the guns who at the end of the yeah, day keep us in charge that's which is which demonstrates a degree of ideological discipline which i find you know, in an objective sense, quite impressive. Very powerful. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like this, so if they're not doing anything, they don't seem to want to do anything. Uh, um, Labour's about 70 billion points ahead. Like, like how are the vibes? Uh, like, what are they feeling like? And my current theory is like, the, the if you look at the Conservative Party as a whole at the moment, right? There's, there's roughly three components with, I mean, they all overlap, but I think there are like three main components to it. There's essentially like Team City Finance, uh, the Culture War Psycho Team, and the Free Market Lunatics. I think that's like sort of a distinct three, uh, you know, all of whom sort of exist in the same party together. But if they want to fully get their own way, the other two have to like lose, essentially. So basically, the City Finance crowd is the Rishi Sunak crowd. They're the people that come from the city of London. They are the big money people. And they just want to make sure that Britain's role as the world capital of 
legal and illegal finance continues just fine and that there's like enough state capacity to fulfill that role and also that it it, it the, crucially it has to keep being a very nice place to live uh for its you know for its minions like they want good schools they want good roads they want you know maybe not for you but they do want like a nice pro private school you know the road to eaton should be well paved and there should be i don't know uh, uh, uh very fancy vegetables on sale somewhere like it should be like that so i think that's like component one the second one yeah, like the gentrify uk yes gentrify uk exactly and then like with a ring of servants and 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 b windowsill cleaners uh living on the outskirts in dismal poverty but you know there needs to be it needs to sort of keep britain needs to be on the very base level needs to keep taking over and then i think yeah you know, i mean at the same time though the team, team city finance people are not afraid whatsoever of like papering over the cracks in society with the cultural psycho shit no they're not but i think they they are also the people who are like more or less amenable to to something like leveling up because i think you know it's like if you if you remember like how the bond markets reacted to like liz truss's fucking free market insanity they were like actually no we want there to be a state to to some level and i think you know that those people like the, the 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 international finance people at heart at root they are the they do see themselves as the meritocracy so like they'll get in bed with the culture warriors but they can't be the culture warriors because they're not you know they're not emotionally capable of that kind of like violence essentially you know they're not oh, it's it's only in carl weathers doing the handshake right yeah, yeah yeah so like that's sort of the second component like it's the culture war rage crew so like suella braverman and of course you know the new fucking vice chair of the tory party that lee anderson cunt uh, you know, I know everybody's been calling him 30p Lee already, but that is kind of the point, you know. I And also, I forgot about this, but he also cha uh, challenged Steve Bray, that fucking weird uh, uh, Remain guy, yeah. to a boxing oh, match. Oh, the guy outside Parliament. Mm. You know. It's well, I hope Steve Bray accepted. They have a very sportsmanlike contest. Um, <laughs> but, like, he's basically as nigh as as close enough as like the tory is to just having an outright white nationalist uh uh gb news character i mean uh, i disagree with your assessment of the gentleman but i will defend to the death your right to say it i mean you know he's not he, 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 he's not quite that fucking uh uh middle class reject cunt who's running that uh far-right group that did the demos uh last week oh so, who notorious yeah. big fan mark collett is that who you're talking about there <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> no, but like there, there are fucking photos of, of like um, Lee Anderson palling around with a bunch of like fucking just open white supremacists from his constituency. All right, well, they name, name drops BNPs, aren't they? Yeah, name, name drops them like regularly on fucking Facebook as as good lads. All right, I did one not of them's know got that, some absolutely also... fucking ridiculous name like Flimsy Steve or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I think, like, the the bet of, like, that guy and the others, Sweller Braveman, is essentially, like, the bet is that red... I hate the term red wall, but whatever. Like, that the people who voted Tory for the first time in, like, 2019 really voted for them because of racism and, like, cultural values rather than anything material at all. And I think they just think if we just lean harder... In, I think today he even just said out loud that, like, the 2024 election should be fought on culture wars um mm. so you know 
but like that 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 will be enough that you can get enough people over the line and animated to pull the tories over the line by like just genuinely going insane against these people and they're also like the main sort of tory front against what i think is a very overhyped thing like the the reform party you know that richard tice thing previously mm-hmm. ukip because like the, the, te- the telegraph keeps telling you that they're like on the verge of breaking through i just i don't yeah they're, they're one putch away from uh electoral re- relevance exactly and like the so the third component being like the you know the hardcore uh the markets must be free they are not free actually uh there's you know evil people hiding in the treasury and um uh you know there's this evil people hiding in the treasury there's more evil people hiding in the imf and if only the market could be finally set free we would all be living in in incredible wonderland this is this is the list trust thing that's why the list trust thing was all such a such a fucking disaster um i i read that piece she wrote for the telegraph saying the reason my agenda failed was essentially because of woke mobs in the bond market, which is just like a <laughs> <Yeah>. wild fucking. <laughs> too many, too many communists so, in the city of London. We hate to hear it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so basically, like their theory is that since the the two thousand eight, since the Great Financial Crisis, the Tories have never actually done a fully free market economy. Because there was also always like, you know, bailouts needed to happen oh and then this, everybody this, got corona. It's so fucking ludicrous. Like a fully free market, a perfectly smooth orb moving around in a frictionless environment. That is what we should achieve, aim to achieve. This like, even on its own terms, just idyllic place that is just completely impossible when it comes into contact with reality. Yeah, but the, it's, I mean, it's genuine, you know, it's, 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 you know, the, like the, the, the joke that enough people make, you know, like uh, true communism has never been tried and that's why it's always failed. <laughs> it's literally that, but the reverse. Like it's, you know. Um, you hear that, you hear that, this trust, you're like the worst tanky you've ever heard. <laughs> Imagine David having to share a tank with Listros. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't know. She, he might have been so, in that tank where she had that photo shoot. <laughs> so basically, like, I think all these three have so far, like, these, the, you know, the, the city finance people, the culture warriors, and, like, the free market lunatics have sort of, sort of managed to coexist under the same roof with the other, with the other two factions, essentially. Um, and I think a lot of the cracks that were already in the Tory party was sort of papered over by the Boris majority and by the whole Brexit thing because everybody, like all these three groups could agree on the Brexit position because I think the finance team finance sort is like, all right, we'll just, you know, we can become Singapore, British Virgin Island on Thames and we can just become like a massive, t- even more of a massive tax haven than Britain already is. I mean, the culture warriors need now explaining and the free marketeers could get out of, you know, the, the, the balmy Brussels bureaucrats with all their stupid rules, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's like that's a fairly, you know, good way of looking at it. But like, I think now that it does look like the Tory experiment is really just grinding to a halt. I think, again, not nothing to do with Labour, right? It's just... Oh, the, the press have had enough. This, is, this thing has just run out of road. Yeah, the press have just said, no, it's uh, that's enough, thanks. Like, yeah, yeah that, well, that, now, so- that, now that um, the Labour Party is basically just 
grafted itself onto the arse cheek of the fucking Tory party. Uh, we're going to let them give it yes. a go and let them have a, like, sit behind the, the big chair. Like, yeah, fuck it, why but I not? Think it's also, I think it's also, like, apart from, from that, which is definitely part of it, like, um, uh, I think it's um, that the economic circumstances which created this version of the Tory party, and they have been better at reinventing themselves than anyone. Like, it is truly fucking incredible. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, like, fucking Labour know, like the- trying to, re, you know, relitigate 1997 of all fucking things a com- like a, an era I mean, that is an yeah. economic era that is completely synonymous with 2023 right yeah i mean like I, I also think that that like the tory party would already have run out of road earlier had it not been for brexit because i think that oh, gave yeah, them like, like a, a completely new lease on yeah life. yeah brexit just breathed life into the tory party one like i mean it is i know it like counterfactuals a fucking you know a dime a dozen. Yeah. But like, what would what would the political landscape have been like if in 2016 the uh, it had come back Remain and Jeremy Corbyn was leader of the Labour Party? Because, ooh, yeah, it is. I mean, we then you remove like a whole a whole wedge issue that the fucking Labour right wanted to use, and then the Tories are like def- like tearing themselves apart over this thing still. But like, yeah. So like, I I do think that there's like a so you know I, so basically if they all run out of road right. But like, what I can't see if you sort of let's assume for now that that they do lose the next election and it's not like a small failure, but it's like a large scale failure. Like the the one thing I can't really see is like them reinventing. You know what Cameron did, like you know, because when Tony Blair came in, they first tried. Michael Howard, Ian Duncan Smith, you know, like they tried a whole series of losers who were essentially part of a inter-Tory squabble. But I can't see this version of the Tory party, like finding another like David Cameron, you know, when he did the whole hug a hoodie, hug a husky, you know, the, the mm. you, you can be a nice liberal middle class person and still vote Tory uh, just because you like your tax cuts in your house. Like I can't see these people going back there. I don't know. Can, I don't know if you, either of you oh, guys no, absolutely can. Absolutely not. I well, they're, they're, they're like once they've so they've you know they've done the the um, free market fanatic guy. They've done team city finance guy. And what's up next? Well, it's culture war psycho time. Kemi Badenoch being like yeah. a good example of this. You know, people constantly blowing smoke up her ass about how she's a rising star, but never quite explaining oh, yeah, why. Um, very interesting. So because she's transphobic as fuck. I mean, yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> and you know, this is going to be the next big fucking drum that's going to be beaten very regretfully for sure, but every person but I, who knows a know, person that's trans and trans people. But I mean, I know like the UK is a vile and disgusting pig of a country with a lot of vile and disgusting pig inhabitants, but like I still can't see enough like sort of nice middle-class shia tories who just like tax cuts to go completely insane like this level of culture war insane i mean whether or not it's like, electorally I, successful. I think they're out there in big numbers but you know i don't like, are there enough of them i mean like i mean if you know if they if they are you know say say the polling's right say it is a fucking absolute wipeout for the tories they're at 100 seats or less or whatever like you are going to be left with like a rump of the absolute worst of the worst of the fucking Tories. Yes. And they are going to be the utter psychos, the people who, like, 
you know, chew dogs to death in the morning just to feel something. Um, <laughs> and like then, and they're gonna, they will try anything to try and in, like ingratiate themselves back to the public. And what does that mean? That means tacking further right. That means beating the drum on culture war issues even more because they'll have, you know, they are the, they are, tr- you know. Currently, at a, we are currently at a point where the papers are saying that Labour are like the the party of low tax, which is just like deeply cursed in itself. And like the Tories are going to have one thing left, they are going to just push. Well, Labour going Labour are going to chase them because that's what the fucking Labour right do. They chase whatever the fucking Tories are doing, even if they are in government. So they're going to tack to the right yeah. on um, social issues as well. So we get this nice self repeating cycle of right well which we've already seen over the last like 20 years 25 years of just further further right rightward leaning great we love yeah to but see like uh, but uh, i i think i think it's definitely possible but i'm just like you know does you know i don't think the labor that gives like the labor party like a sort of license to run the country forever but like you know they have to but then again i don't think i genuinely don't think there's enough i think there's a lot of people you could drive insane in 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 this country and i think like the you know the economic circumstances are essentially very ripe for a return to fascism but like i don't know if there's like enough of these weirdos or not like can you get you know you whatever a swing voter or whoever out the door with this shit i, I really wonder if you can well yeah. i mean we you know but much you, you consider how how fucking low turnout's going to be for the next election. And then yeah, that's true. Like, you know, you, yeah. you get that you get that turnout low enough and fucking anything is plausible. Anything like sort of like a Republican like a US Republican scenario where you just like you you yeah. you, you make voting as difficult as possible and then you get like your psychos to turn out. I mean, we've already got the the um IDs at uh, polling stations shit yeah the id card thing yeah so like and and like obviously labor are never going to run any kind of campaign that could be even in the same room as the word inspiring so it's just going to be like regression to the mean fuck off if you're like if you have ever voted for us in the past unless you're a tory in which case we want you back like and like the tories will absolutely be able to capitalize on that and and i do think that like um um uh you much like the the US Democrats, right? They Labour also won't dismantle the voter ID, that kind of thing. You know, like they'll just leave that in place because they don't think it's important enough, or they're too terrified of like the fucking Telegraph to you know actually get people back into into voting. Mm. Like I, you know, like I I, I don't think you, you, Labour w- would do that because they don't think it's it's important enough. Like getting more fucking McKinsey consultants into the NHS is probably more more important enough. But then I think the others, you know, like, that's like the culture war thing. But, like, I don't think there's enough people who like the finance industry as is. Like, you know, they can run a lot of ad campaigns. They have a lot of money. But, like, this is, you know, does anybody like, you know, you can't go to the... Oh, I hate these words, but, like, you can't go on the doorstep, I think, selling the UK as a finance capital. Like, even, I think... A lot of the buzzwords that worked around like that worked 10 years ago. And I think after 2008, I think nobody's going to say like, oh, yeah, we need a more competitive Britain. You know, like, I don't think that's a thing that's that's enough. But then I also don't really think there's not enough like Liz Trust freaks around. 
like you know the people who just have like the the you know who, who just go around with a megaphone screaming a road to serfdom at people because that's like that's a real minority those people like they're super strong in the tory party but you know who the fuck gives a shit about you know the, the, whether or not the markets are free enough right now <laughs> really weird uh move by the conservative campaign this election where they're pouring putting copies of atlas shrugged through uh the constituents yeah, door. essentially yeah <laughs> and one thing i was thinking about sort of in the context of that stupid set pain piece we read two weeks ago which i'm going to try to talk about without getting fucking angry is like i don't think any of these three groups want to do like leveling up anymore i mean i know it was always a scam but like i can't see any of these people being like oh actually i mean you, know, just, like, you might not like our they're just you know they're just like, oh, i just don't want to talk about that anymore you know like they're just like eh, no we've, it's had its moment in the sun i just don't want to talk about that and that that yeah, yeah, but like you, you, you could see like some kind of literal national socialism where they just say, "Look, you know, we, yes, we want to burn trans people in the village square, but you, you're also going to get a library out of it." You know, like I think British people are insane enough to vote for that, but like I can't even see them like offering the library, if you will. Yeah, hmm. no, I was, I was about to say the most unbelievable part of that is the fact that you'd get a library in return. It, exactly. So, like, I don't know, like, I just, it, you know, it, it, overall, like, if you look at it, it's like, it's just sort of being fast light and just talking about immigration and trans people, like, enough to bolt the Tory party back together again. Once it, you know, assuming it does what more, what, what does look to be on the cards, let's put it that way. Hmm. I don't know, it's a question if you, if you have any, if you... I don't know. It's just. I mean, yeah. I don't care. Like, I hope these people lose and fuck them. You know, like it's, it's very, it is... it's very hard to feel strongly one way or the other because, like, obviously the Tories lose and then Labour get in, and then that creates an entire fucking story of how obviously the left in this country can never win, and like, not the. Labour was ever like as we have as we saw like Labour can never be really realistically a vehicle for socialism in this country, but like it's just gonna allow the worst fucking people you know to craft this story that the left can never win. It can only ever be won from you know the centre ground by moderates or whatever with big scare quotes around all of that shit. While we yeah, but does that matter anymore? Sorry, like does that matter anymore? They're never yeah. going to fucking allow a left-wing Labour Party ever again. So let them fucking ha- let them have yeah, that. But... The only the only the only real like fucking issue there is it's just they're going to be fucking insufferable. But I mean that is that's pretty annoying to be fair. That is like how they are now anyway. So who gives a shit? Like they, if you if you fucking run into these cunts on Twitter now, they'll tell you that you can only win from the fucking centre and that like Tony Blair's the only person, the only Labour leader ever to have won an election in all of human history. And that's why we need to fucking get him back. And so, you know, like as far as they're as far as they're all concerned, the twenty seventeen election never happened. Or if it did, it was like the the idea that we were close to victory is like a lie. So he gives you shit. You know, we call them cunts now, we'll call them cunts then. It doesn't really fucking matter to me. It's not like that it's not like there's ever any realistic chance of ever bringing the Labour Party back to the left or having it like realistically support the interests of like the the fucking lower classes ever again so fuck them they can do what they want yeah but i mean you know in in a in a if uh, let's let's 
move towards wrapping this up anyway i do think theoretically you might in all this shit like if 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 the you know if the tory party goes completely fucking insane and just becomes the culture war lunatics and labor chases them to like the center ground and essentially becomes the new tories i don't know maybe there is some room then on the left when when the labor when labor finally fucks off and when people start thinking they can re-influence labor back together again so you know maybe maybe there is something there who the fuck knows and otherwise whatever it's it's the world is so fucking weird and it keeps getting weird about the day so you know who knows i mean if the, assuming labor do win like this insane landslide victory it just means that they'll be able to pass up themselves so fingers crossed for that yeah anyway uh i think on that point uh that will do us for this very lovely valentine's edition uh for mm. us not for you um <laughs> Valentine's Day recording to talk about the the love of our lives, the Labour Party. Yes, and the Conservative Party um, and water companies. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's really sort of a polycule affair today. Um, Anyway, so I think that will do us for uh, yet another episode. I'm going to skip doing the usual plugs and things uh, for ourselves um, because we decided not to talk about... um, the disgusting murder of Brianna Gay um, because we didn't know what we would add to the conversation, honestly. Like, we didn't know what we could say that hasn't been said by other voices who have said it much better um, than us. And also because it's some things are just, even for this podcast, too depressing to talk about. Uh, But what we will do instead of our usual begging bowl... um, we will put a link in the show description. Um, the, the, her family uh, has a confirmed GoFundMe. It is the real deal. It's not somebody scamming you. Uh, if you want to donate some pennies uh, there, you definitely can. Uh, otherwise, Mermaids is always good. Gendered Intelligence is always good. Um, yeah, just do what you can because it's just been fucking horrendous. So find that in the show notes and then we will forego our usual Patreon bullshit. And with that, uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Yep. See ya. Bye-bye.